0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, Christine, compulsive overeater. Uh, really grateful to be here. And you know, I think, like I said, I had spoke here um, like maybe a year ago and it, my first hybrid meeting and now this is my second. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, I came into the program a little more than two years ago. So during the pandemic um, and Zoom has been amazing. I mean, it saved my life. I did try another, um, I went to OA probably 15 years ago in the Valley. I live in Los Angeles. So I live near downtown LA. Um, so yeah, born and raised pretty much as, or raised in Southern California. Um, but yeah, I tried a meeting in the Valley like 15 years ago and I think I walked in, I stayed for half of it. I kept hearing the word God, you know, and, uh, you know, i we hear this story a lot in the meetings and it just wasn't for me, you know, I just felt it wasn't for me. So um, I, you know, have been ever since then. And actually that's kind of when I realized, recognized I had an eating disorder. Um, And ever since then, like I've, you know, gone to therapy pretty much straight. I saw an eating disorder therapist. I would go to her support group and, you know, nothing really helped until I got into OA, you know, two years ago. And it's, it's saved me. It's been an amazing, amazing experience. I can't say enough about OA. Um, I, uh, so a little bit about what it was like. Um, I'm a hundred pounder. I still, um, since I started the program, I've, I've relapsed a couple times. I'm at when, actually, I'm probably all over the place because this is not what it was like, but um, I, um, I'm now 40 days abstinent from um, entire abstinence. Um, according to what my sponsor and my higher power and I had set up, um, and my food plan, you know, being on a food plan that long. And it's been the best, um, the best part of my two years so far. It's been amazing and I feel fantastic. I, um, before that, in the two years of the program, I've lost about 50 pounds from my high weight in the program. And I was that when I relapsed. So, um, and it's, you know, because of my abstinence, because of food plan, again, because of my higher power and my sponsor, um, you know, I've been, the weight is coming off without me even thinking about it. I mean, yes, I get on the scale here and there, but um, but it's all in God's time, you know, and I, that's something that I've learned from being in the program. Uh, but the reason I came into the program was um, I didn't... I didn't recognize that I had an eating disorder until I was working on my master's degree. Um, I'm an artist and um, a lot of my artwork is about body image and my eating disorder. And so I was talking to my advisor about a project I was working on and she started asking me these, you know, kind of more serious questions and I started journaling and it kind of, I'm like, wait, okay, I, you know, something's going on. I have an eating disorder. So it took, you know, it, I hate, you know, I know self-knowledge avails us nothing, but it took, you know, the academia <laughs> to actually help me recognize that I had an eating disorder. Um, but I've had an eating disorder since I was, you know, two or three or four years old. And, um, I remember. And a lot of my memory, you know, it's a disease of forgetting. There's, I was just talking to my sponsor about this the other day. A lot of my memory, there's, you know, blackouts. Like, I don't remember. I, you know, I've tried. I, you know, I have some pictures from childhood that, you know, I'm like, wait, do I remember what happened then? Not, you know, only from the picture. I don't remember exactly. Um when I was like three or four, we were on vacation and I was eating, um, can we say food in this meeting? Sure. Okay. Um, I was eating an eclair and it got all over my face and, you know, I was probably eating it fast and my uncle wanted to take a picture of me and I was so upset. I was just, and nobody, everybody was laughing at me. I remember running into the house and just, I mean that like, you know, I, I don't know much more about it, but it affected me you know, food affected me and how people laughed at me affected me. And, you know, and, you know, almost to this day, you know, except for in the program, I made a let it go. But, um, you know, there's other things, you know, later on where I realized um, I used food for comfort, for love, for you know, for validation. I used food for everything. You know, I used to sell the candy bars in school and I'd eat half of them and then have to, you know, give the money for my allowance to make up for it. Or, you know, um, when I used to babysit, I would take the kids I babysat for, for ice cream, but we would use the money from their piggy bank. And um, and I don't even remember their names. I've made, um, I've worked the steps through once before and I made amends. I donated money um, to the Ronald McDonald house for that, and um, because my mom doesn't even remember their names or anything. and so, um, you know, like things like that that you know, were just, you know, I didn't even think about it or realize what I was doing until I realized I had an eating disorder and started looking into it. Um, you know, I mean, ice cream was my thing, you know, every time I went to the mall, I'd like go right to Dairy Queen or, you know, um, drive-throughs or, you know, Baskin Robbins lately, uh, not lately, it's been, you know, since being in the program, but yeah, it was, that was just my comfort. That was, that was the thing that numbed me and calmed me and that was my drug. And so, um, but I knew, you know, especially the last 15 years realizing I had an eating disorder, that it wasn't right, you know, and through therapy, you know, my therapist is like well we need to look at what's underneath and you know the 15 years i was in therapy i was straight i didn't even get as far as i've gotten in oa in two years it's just um you know i i'm an advocate for therapy i you know i do it in tandem with oa because i believe it's important but oa has like i said just been a saving grace Um, so you know, there's a lot of other things that I could say what it was like, but I think, you know, we all kind of, you know, know I need to be here. I I belong in this program because of, you know, everything I did, you know, all the diets I tried. I was on the fin fin in the 90s. And um, and I'm just very, very thankful that I didn't have heart problems from it because I know a couple of people who passed away, you know, from taking it. And um, you know, I lost weight. It was great, you know, but. It's like, I gained it back, you know, just like the Atkins, the zone, you know, all the pain ways out there, you know, everything. So, you know, nothing worked and being in the program, you know, I, I think about it and, you know, and I don't even remember, I remember trying them, but I don't remember like going off of them and being upset. And, you know, I don't remember the feelings surrounding them. It's, you know, again, a disease of forgetting because I numbed myself. And so I just, yeah, it was, yeah, I don't remember a lot of that. Um, but, you know, kind of what happened um, during the pandemic, you know, I, I've been very COVID anxious, you know, COVID cautious, I haven't had COVID yet, knock on wood. Um, And so when the pandemic happened, actually, I was very not happy that the pandemic was here, but I was happy to isolate. I mean, I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm also an artist. I'm also, you know, so actually it was kind of easy for me to like shut my studio door, spend a lot of time in the studio or spend a lot of time binging on ice cream by ordering it out through delivery and watching Netflix in bed, you know, which is what I did a lot. Cause you know, of course I was scared at the beginning. Nobody knew what was going on and you know, all of that. And so I would, what happened was I would order Baskin Robbins through Postmates and I would order like four quarts, um, which when I used to go into the store um, it would, I could get like two for $10, you know, on sale. And when I ordered from delivery, it would turn out to be like $80 for four. And, you know, with the delivery fees, with the markup, with the tip. And I did that every two or three days. And I'm like, where did I get the money for that? (laughs) I mean, just thinking about all the money that I wasted, all the money that I spent. Mm -hmm. And so I did that and my weight just went up and up and up. And it was, you know, I was at my highest. It was October of 2020. And um, and I just and and I was depressed, you know. I mean, eating all of that, that's all I ate for, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner pretty much. Um I would also order, you know, from other restaurants and have it delivered. I'd order delivery like two or three times a day because I didn't like to cook. I'm single. I, you know, it's like I don't like to be in the kitchen. I'd rather be in the studio or, you know, doing other or watching Netflix um or Amazon Prime or something, but Um, But I, I hated to cook. I, I hated to do dishes. Um, So yeah, so it was easy to order restaurant delivery, but I just kept thinking about all the money that I was spending and all the money that I was wasting. And I just got to a point where, you know, I'd have some ice cream. I would have like really bad stomach aches and, you know, like abdomen pain and I would sleep and be so depressed and stressed out. And You know, I, I knew I needed to do something. And in the past, the um, support group from my, when I was in therapy, the support group, I really liked it because I knew the power of the group, you know, the power of listening to other people's stories, helping me feel that I wasn't alone And so, you know, I went to, um, I found another online group. It wasn't a 12 step program, but it was through a treatment center and they had like a free Friday afternoon group. So I tried that and that was really nice. And then I decided a friend of mine um, is in another 12-step program and has been sober for over 30 years. And so I asked him about the program and started talking to him and he's like, you need to talk to my friend, you know, who's also in two programs, including OA and um, she, you know, she'd be able to help. So, you know, he connected us and we talked and she's like, come to my meeting. So it was like a Tuesday morning meeting from um, OA um a step study and i went to that and it was just like you know again it was like welcome home you know like they say it was you know i felt like i wasn't home or <laughs> i felt like i wasn't alone and um i felt you know just that people understood so i went to that meeting and then i had a couple of work things the next couple of days and then after that i went to like three or four up to six or seven meetings a day I mean for the first few months I was like all in I was you know it helped me not isolate it helped you know cuz I'm a good student <laughs> you know I'm like I you know I'm I wanted to know it all you know I wanted to, I'm like okay I'm going to work this program like I did when I was in university I want to you know it's like I need to go to these meetings I need to learn as much as I can and now I know it's like self knowledge avails us nothing <laughs> you know it's not about that but you know, I mean, I still go to two or three meetings a day, but, um, but it was amazing to have those meetings. And I tried out so many, and there's still some that, you know, I go to that I've, that I started back then. And, and, you know, there's so many, actually it kind of messed me up a bit. There's so many different ways to work the program. I was getting so many mixed messages. Um, In my two years in the program, I have probably had at least 16 sponsors. So it's my character defects. It's my, it's the disease, you know, I, um, I, uh, yeah, my control, my expectations, wait, I want the best. I want somebody who's going to, um, you know, who's, and I hate to say it this way, but doing the steps, right. Doing the steps like I feel like, and, you know, the sponsor that I have now, who's just, it's, I've been with her the longest and she's just, we're so much alike. She's like, oh my gosh, you're like me when I was younger, you know, and it's amazing. But she, you know, in the beginning I was, you know, I relapsed. I was, i abstinent with her for like three weeks. And then I had a dinner that had sugar and so I called her and I was saying, well, I did, th- you know, I was feeling this way. I, and she's like, I, 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 I <laughs> get that out of your mind. It's like, it's, this is a, we program it's, you know, right. Where's your higher power and all this. And so, you know, kind of from that moment and I'm 40 days absent from that moment. Um, you know, it's, I was able to actually bring in my higher power and, you know, more and, I came in um not religious, you know I I think I'm I was probably an atheist. Um I'm an art historian also, so I studied religion in through art history, you know, whether it was like Buddhism or Tao or you know um Christian uh, Christianity and Catholicism, you know, whatever I've studied different religions and so i'm I'm a searcher in that way, but i I didn't have faith. I didn't, you know, I could see history you know, um, how all of these religions took place, but I didn't have the faith. And so, you know, throughout the whole program, I've been basically acting as if, you know, like the big book says. Um, But, you know, it isn't until the last month or two that, you know, I actually, I call my higher power God. um, And that's just like my My word for you know this universal love, truth, justice, beauty, as um, Lori C. if anybody knows calls it. Um, and you know, I love that because it's you know, it is this universal thing, it's not this man that's sitting on a throne in the sky or putting his finger out or you know, um, things like that. But it is more of like a universal. Is that five minutes? Yeah, that's five minutes. Okay, thank you. Um, more of this universal, but I can you know um there's just something there that something switched in my mind and you know i've heard it in meetings so many times people you know the fellows talk about it you know something switched or you know i worked this step and it's like all of a sudden things changed and i'm like yeah right <laughs> you know but things have you know i'm working step 8 now my sponsor um she put me in a hospitalization period. So when we started, she's like, okay, we're going to work the steps in eight to 12 weeks. We're going to work them fast. And I've heard that before. And I, you know, I like that because I, I work the steps fast, no matter what, even without my sponsor, but, um, you know, I really like that. So she's like, you know, no going out to eat, no going on vacations. You know, I want you to go to, you know, a, I go to a vision for you every morning, um, and then another podcast or meeting throughout the day. And you know, send me, I send her three gems from each meeting, and my gratitudes at night, and my food, and um, and it's like I'm I'm immersed in the program for these three months. We meet three times a week, an hour each meeting and we read through the big book and we work the steps according to the big book and all of that. And her, I mean, you know, God has spoken through her and come to me through her that has helped me become closer, you know, and become more connected with something that's greater than me, you know, and I, you know, I still, I still feel in a way I'm acting as if, but, um, but I feel it, you know, I'm like, she always says, notice, she's like, all I want you to do is notice, notice the evidence and pay attention. And just the, the idea of noticing, you know, little things when things come together um, has been really amazing. And, you know, right before this meeting, I prayed, you know, that I would be able to say something that would help carry the message and, you know, help the newcomer and, you know, and I never did that before. You know, even I have I have this big event this weekend, and I'm starting at eleven today, and both days, and it's it's you know there's a lot of artists opening up studios here, and I've been jealous, and I've been competitive, and I've like worried about well I'm not going to sell art and they are, and then I'm not good enough, and I just I worked steps four, five, six, and seven this last week, all in the week, and. It's been amazing a shift just from that just from you know seeing my character defects and looking at the assets and um she's having me you know write down like my character defect of competitiveness and she's like you know um give me an example of that talk about how i feel you know when i'm being competitive when i'm being jealous and then write down the asset or the opposite of that actually and um and i don't remember actually i think i wrote down confident Um, And then write down the definition and write down how I feel if I'm confident. And if I'm, or no, actually it was indifferent for that one, but she's like, there was another word like supportive. She's like, how would you feel if you were actually like turned it around, change your perspective. You went into this weekend supportive of all the other artists participating and happy for them. And it's like, oh my God, that was just this like major shift. That was just You know, and so like the last couple of days, I've been like, when I see posts on social media from the people opening their studios here, you know, talking about how they're opening, I've been saying, you know, so awesome. Congratulations. Good luck. And I feel it. It feels real. It's like where before I would have been like, oh, there's going to be more artists opening and nobody's going to buy my art. And it's like, it it's the shift And it's because of this program and because of my sponsor and my higher power. And it's really, really an amazing feeling. Um, I, you know, a couple of other things I just wanted to talk about. I feel like I've been a little all over the place, but, you know, I, um, I used to hate outreach calls. I you know, I put my phone number up there and I don't get very many calls, but, um, but I try and call and I have a few fellows in the program, you know, my God squad that I talk to almost a daily basis. So I'm not like isolating anymore with that because I'm not, I'm not good at, calling people period, whether it's program or not. And, um, but you know, through like WhatsApp, I have a friend, a fellow who's now a really, really good friend in Singapore. And we leave voicemail apps, voicemail messages, like 10, 15 minutes long every day. And like, we look forward to listening and we talk about program and everything that we're going through and, you know, turning things over and it's, you know, and that's my higher power, you know, helping me like again, carry the message and not isolate. And um, and that's an amazing feeling. Like, you know, outreach, I know it's scary, but I highly recommend it. I'm in a WhatsApp group where it's just for outreach only. And, you know, you can go in and say like two and two and have like a two minute outreach call with somebody. And like you each share for two minutes and get whatever you need out. Um, you know, there's a couple of groups like that. My sponsor wanted me to go to a couple of meetings, um, recovery jam, and like there's a couple of other meetings associated with that, where there's a lot of recovered people. And I had heard previously, you know, I think it was from Kim G, maybe, when in a podcast I was listening to. Um, is that one minute? Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, that, you know, go to meetings where there's a lot of recovery you know, because that's where you're going to recover, you know, that's where the, um, that's where you're going to hear, you know, hear the stories, the happy, joyous, and free. That's where you're going to hear the promises. That's where, you know, your, the evidence is going to be there and all the hope. And, you know, so my sponsor had sent me a few meetings and I go to those, um, you know, three or four times a week. And it's really amazing to, you know, to hear the the stories of, you know, from where they came from to where they are now and um, living beyond their wildest dreams. One of the things when I came into the program, um, and I mean, I'm still working on it, my self-esteem, my, you know, self-confidence, especially surrounding ideas of love. And that's with family, that's with partners, that's with anything. I don't, I don't think I've ever been in love before and I'm almost, I'll be 50 in January. Um, I've never been married. I don't have kids. But I have hope, you know, because of the love of this program and what it's teaching me. Um, also with family, I'll be making. Um, you know, I'm working on step eight. I'm gonna be going over my list with my sponsor on Monday, and you know, I have family on my. Um, you know, my mom and stepdad on my on my list, and you know, my stepdad I don't talk to. We're you know, um, it's been a few years. We're totally opposite politically. But I have hoped that, you know, I'm I'll be able to actually become friends with him again. And I never thought I'd be able to do that because of just who he is and how he is, but he's sick. You know, he not to take his inventory. He comes from a history of, you know, he should be in a program, but he's sick. And so I, you know, I know the program is gonna help me just be able to carry my message and be with him and love him and. I couldn't have done that without this program. And I know all of that is going to help me become recovered um, by letting that go. So, I mean, I'm, I work a hard program. I, I love the steps. I look forward to, you know, I'm going to be here forever, you know, until I die. I can't imagine not having this program. And um, yeah, so I think with that, I think it's probably time. So um, I'll go ahead and pass, but thank you so much for inviting me and, you know, allowing me to share today. Thank you.